you are listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. guests with us today. My name is Mark Warren. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, My wife and I have the privilege of just serving um, this church body. And uh, if you don't have a church home, you are always welcome to be a part of this. If you have another church home, thank you for being our guests with us today. And we're just so incredibly um, blessed to have you guys here. And, And if this is your home, It's amazing what Jesus is doing um, in and through us. And thank you for saying yes to him, for responding to him. And we just get to see Jesus just keep growing and expanding his kingdom here on earth. Well, if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Jeremiah. Um, For those of you who know, we've been kind of going through a Bible reading plan together. And um, if you were reading any of the Old Testament, you would have been in Jeremiah this week. And for those of you who have been starting to read the Bible yourselves and starting to apply it to your life, you'll have noticed how you are growing, right? Um, you're changing and the Spirit of God is speaking to you through, through that. So I would encourage you to keep up the good work on that. Today I'm going to be talking about uh, finding blessing and favor. How many people want to have some blessing and favor in their life? Anybody here? I think so. I think so. Okay, I'm going to ask you another question, though. How many people would have been considered the favorite child in your house growing up? I know, you're raising your hand because you, you weren't, but you wanted to be. <laughs> I'm it. I'm the favorite. Uh, can I tell you something? Your parents told every single one of you you were the favorites along the way, each individually. Um, parents, you know, good parenting is you, there's no, no favorites, right? But uh, deep down, some of you know that I was probably like the most. But, you know, there, there is something about receiving favoritism, right, to, to receiving favor. And we have a father in heaven who wants to bless his kids, who wants to pour favor on them. And, and today we're going to be talking about that a little bit. In Jeremiah chapter 16, um, it goes into this section of, of remember, the, Jeremiah is an Old Testament prophet. He existed. This is historical. This is not somebody making this stuff up. Uh, Jeremiah, who wrote as a prophet, would write the things that God would speak to him. Now, today, we we talked about this often because we've been in the Old Testament a little bit, how today, as followers of Jesus, we have his spirit dwelling inside of us so we, every single one of us, can hear God's voice. On Thursday, we talked about, by the way, I know we're talking about one service on Sunday. There is also an alternative for you on Thursday nights at 6.30. But so this last Thursday, we talked about active and passive listening and how God wants us to be active listeners, not passive listeners. And the, the active listening is this, that you're listening in such a way that you're willing to take action to what you hear. Same way with with God speaking to Jeremiah, he's telling a group of people. Now, he's speaking to the Israelites, God's chosen people, um, back in that day. But today, we have been grafted in. We have been adopted as sons and daughters, so we are God's chosen people. We are his prized possession. Anybody say amen to that one? He loves us, and he has a plan for us, and we're his prized possession. But he wants to speak things to us, and he wants us to respond to him. In Jeremiah chapter uh, 16, it says this. Now, unfortunately, what I'm going to read here is a little bit of a corrective thing that Jeremiah speaks, but I'm going to be talking about it in a positive in a second. So endure the negative for a moment. We'll get to the positive. 
He says, because your fathers, so verse 11, Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 11. Because your fathers have forsaken me, declares the Lord, and have gone after other gods and have served and worshipped them and have forsaken me and have not kept my law. And because you have done worse than your fathers, for behold, every one of you followers his own stubborn will. None of us are stubborn around here, right? No. <laughs> Refusing to listen to me. Therefore, I will hurl you out of this land into a land that neither you nor your fathers have known. And there you shall serve other gods day and night, for I will show you no favor. There's that word favor, but here's, it's in the negative. So if we were to take away that negative and turn it into the positive, we would say, if you followed the Lord and had no other gods except one, you would experience God's favor. But what he has a saying against them is you had other gods. And I, and I know for you, if I were to say this, having other gods, it might kind of make you think of like, well, I have no other god. Idolatry is anything that you place above your relationship with God. So think about that for a moment in your own life. What do you do that places more importance in your life? What is more important in your life than your relationship with God? I'm just going to throw some things out there. Is your job more important than your relationship with, your with, with the Lord? Is money more important? Interestingly enough, our forefathers had some foresight to say, we know that money can be can capture us in a way that gets us off course. So that's why we printed everything, all of our money says what? In God we trust, right? <laughs> Making sure that we're not trusting in money. Making sure that we're not having things like media, our leisure time, even our self-effort. Are you putting more reliance on your self-effort or are you allowing God to work through your life? And so I would encourage you, when you wake up tomorrow morning, you have to say, where am I putting my attention today? And first thing, especially, are you worried about your day? Are you thinking about uh, what's the latest news? Are you thinking about the latest post? How many likes? How many smash -its? Jeremiah chapter 17. We're going to go there a little bit. So God wants to show us favor, but here in the negative, he says, they'll show you no favor because they had other gods, which means if you only had one God, he would show you favor. Going into Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7, starts this. Remember, we talked about finding blessing and favor. Here's it is. Blessed is the man or woman who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his deeds, according to the fruit of his, sorry, to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. 
So here it is. He's telling us to live a blessed life. It's trust in the Lord. All you have to do is remember, if you're spending money, if you ever have any cash, which we're quickly becoming a cashless society. How many people still carry cash with them these days? The younger generation doesn't know what that looks like. <laughs> um, but anytime you spend some cash or coin or bills, look at it. Remind yourself that in God we trust above all other things. This is why I love baptism, because baptism says this, that I'm declaring to all of my peers, friends, my church family, my family, that Jesus is going to be the Lord of my life, nothing else. And we also understand that in our humanness, we're pulled and torn in different directions sometimes, and we can sometimes slip into our own self-effort into having other gods in our lives. Because guess what? Patriot season's coming up, isn't it? I'm just saying. You make the connection. Okay. So here he's saying, in God we trust. But the interesting thing, here's the blessed life, is, is I love the imagery that, that you're like a tree planted by water that sends its roots by the stream. And basically, when trials come, when difficulty comes, you actually feel refreshed. You stay green, you stay alive. It doesn't take you out of the game. It doesn't take you out of existing. And it starts by, though, trusting in the Lord. But here's the other thing. You want to receive God's favor, and it could sound like it could mean, okay, we're focusing on works here. But when it says to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds, I want to encourage you that there's something about giving of yourselves, to give yourself away a little bit, that the fruit of our deeds, the Lord rewards. There's this direct connection, and I want to say that it has to be in a relationship with God first, though, because we can easily start getting busy doing a bunch of good things, serving at the, the soup kitchen, the food pantry, helping your neighbor, do, 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 do. Those are good things, but ultimately, God wants you to be in relationship with him first. Jesus says, I only do what I hear and see the Father doing in heaven. I only do those things. So as we build this relationship with him, then we realize we're starting to hear. And remember, active listening is what? There's going to be an action with active listening. Lord, what are you saying to me? What do you want to do in my life? And God can speak to us and we can listen. He speaks through his word. He speaks through the Holy Spirit. And we listen. And then we do what he's asking of us. And when we are faithful to that, then he says he gives us according to the fruit of our deeds, the fruit of our deeds. But the blessing is determined by who you trust first. Um, for some reason, I got this. Does anybody remember Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters, you know that one? Well, there's a new movie coming out. Um, soon. Uh, and who are you going to call? Ghostbusters, right? So there's next year, there's a new movie coming out. Actually, interestingly enough, I was at our Gilmington Old Home Day, and I was driving a golf cart there yesterday and helping get people around our, our little town of Gilmington. Do you know what Gilmington's famous for, for our Gilmington Old Home Day? Anybody know? 
the baked beans. We have these big holes that they put these big pots in the ground and fire them up overnight. I got the SOS call on Friday night. The fire department got called out to a uh, to emergency. We need people to put these beans in the hole. So my oldest son and I, um, who's now sent back to college, but he's back there. But we went out there, and you have three people on the poles to lower these beans down in this hot, and I'm thinking, I hope I don't fall in this pit. <laughs> that would feel like hell to me. <laughs> and uh, so we're walking and we're walking. It's very heavy, but anyways. So Gilmington, old home day, so I'm driving around with carts. So anyways, I bump into this guy that has moved to Gilmington. There is a connection to this story in a moment for Ghostbusters. And uh, interestingly enough, though, uh, he's from LA, and he builds these cars that you see in some of these Hollywood movies. And the last build that he just did will be the car that you see in the new movie Ghostbusters next year. So it was kind of a cool thing. So here I am talking to him. And I said, any cool other cool projects? And I can list a bunch of things that you would know that he's done. And, and he was just telling me about them. But so in my mind all afternoon, it's like, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. It's like, why is that stuck in my head? <laughs> And I'm just kind of like writhing over this. It's like, I got to get it out. And so, so then I started saying, like, who are you going to trust? Jesus. Who are you going to trust? Jesus. So then I'm like trying to like give me something better to think about, you know. And so it's like, not who are you going to call? Well, I could call God. Yes, who are you going to call? God. But I'm talking about trust. So, so here you go. Just play with me a little bit, you know. Who are you going to trust? Jesus. All right. That's good. All right. We got it. We got it. So that was the connection to that. And now I don't have to be thinking about that Ghostbusters thing in my head. And so I made up a new little rhyme for who are you going to trust? Jesus. All right. And so we come to that place. We come to that place of realizing that we have to put him, our trust in him alone. That's where we're going to find our favor. That's where we're going to find the blessed life. That's why we're going to be a tree planted by cool waters that we're always feeling watered. Our soul is watered. Our life is watered. I want to read another scripture in the New Testament now. I always like to balance old and new because sometimes if you just get stuck in the Old Testament, you only see one side of God. And Jesus says this, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we know by, by studying Jesus and looking at his life and his words and, and that we can understand a better, uh, we can understand better who God is. But in, um, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, 1 Timothy chapter 6, talking about in God we trust our money, it says this, chapter 17. As for the rich in this present age, and by the way, us as North Americans, as Americans, we are rich comparatively. I don't, I don't mind if you're on Social Security. I don't care if you're on disability. Whatever you have or don't have for income, chances are you are still wealthier than the majority of the world. So it says, as for those, for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty. This is the Apostle Paul writing to his uh, mentee, Timothy. Nor to set their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God. Who are you going to trust? Jesus. Okay. 
So who richly provides us with everything to enjoy, they are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up for themselves treasures, storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. I want to also remind you that as you're looking for the blessed and the favored life, it's not just for this current life. We're eternal people, eternal beings, that I do believe that our works and our deeds today are like a storing up treasures for ourselves in heaven. And so the only way that we can get there, though, and to not only receive the blessed and favored life today is we have to get our attention off of ourselves. We have to begin looking at other people. And first and foremost, we have to trust God and God alone and build that relationship with him so you hear his voice and start doing what he's asking us to do. And at that point in time, we're hearing and then we're doing. We're hearing and then we're doing. The doing the good deeds that expand the kingdom of God, that then all of a sudden we're realizing we're starting to build for, up for ourselves treasures that will be eternal. Lastly, I want to point out this one final scripture. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. So this is, starts with the golden rule, rule in verse 12. So this is Jesus' words, red letter in your Bible, Matthew chapter 7. Starting verse 12. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law. For this is the law and the prophets basically saying, sum everything up in the Old Testament, Jesus is now saying, do unto others the way you'd have them do to you. But then he goes on to say this, Jesus' words again, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. But those who enter it by it are many, for the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. I want to encourage you on, on that verse to realizing that these good deeds also flow into the narrow gate. If the worship team wants to come, and by the way, you're going to see some movement behind me. Don't get distracted by them. Enter by the narrow gate. I want you just to think about a gate for a moment. I want you to picture a really wide open space. And then I want you to picture along that space is a fence and then there's one single gate. And here the scripture is telling us 
that that gate is not so easy to get through. Now, I'm probably speaking to the people who already know that gate. But one thing I'm realizing is that the majority of the world is searching and is really putting a lot of other things before God in their life. Now, granted, I would say there's a, our generation that's being raised up that don't, don't know anything about God and doesn't know Jesus. And that's our responsibility to have that opportunity to share. To share with people the hope of, of Jesus Christ. But I would also want us to soberly consider for ourselves that unless, if we have a lot of other things in our lives that we're trusting, I think we have a hard time seeing where the gate is. I, I think we begin to start living in a fog and we're trying to then start feeling around like, where's the gate, where's the gate? Because we're trusting in a lot of other things. To give you confidence and assurance, I don't want you to get cautious and or, or all this concerned about your salvation. I believe that gate that he's talking about is entering into the kingdom of God, which also I believe is here now. But for us to enter into God's blessing and favor, which was the topic for today, we can only have one person or thing that we're trusting, and I'm gonna say person, but we do trust in things, wrongfully so. Today, I want you to, this afternoon, take a moment and just ponder and consider what are you putting your trust in? And the next year, when you go watch the new Ghostbusters movie, you're gonna rem remember as that song goes there, who are you gonna trust? Jesus. Trust in him. He's your rock. He's your firm foundation. He's the one who's going to allow you to experience the blessing and the favor. We know time and time again, when people put their trust in other things, their lives begin to crumble. And today, my hope and my desire for each one of you is to live a blessed and a favored life. But it means you're gonna to have to do the work of saying, who comes first? Who is the Lord of my life? Do I have other gods in my life? What comes first? Who do I trust? Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity today to get into your word, to be reminded of what it takes to be like a tree planted by a river that never runs dry. That our soul becomes forever watered as we keep you first and foremost in our life, Jesus. God, I'm thankful for everybody here who is here today because they are on this journey with you, Lord Jesus. 
I'm also mindful that there might be some here today that are just here with friends who have never made a decision to follow Jesus. And today you're pondering, you're questioning, and you're saying, I want to have that blessed life. I want to have that favored life. And I have been trusting other things. And today you want to put your trust in Jesus. And if that's you saying you want to put your trust in Jesus, I, I just want to acknowledge that by simply, if you could just slip up your hand, I'm not going to call you out. Thank you. Is anybody else who wants to put their trust in Jesus today? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Hands up all over the place. So today, Lord Jesus, we thank you for those hands that were raised to want to receive you today. Lord, the word says, the Bible says, that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus Lord, and we will experience salvation. The Bible also says that when we give our lives to Jesus, we're a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. So Lord, for those who raise their hands, that they would just say this simple prayer. Jesus, I know I've done a lot of wrong things. Please forgive me. I want to follow you, Jesus, through all the days of my life. Thank you for going to the cross for my sins. Thank you for washing me clean, taking care of my sin, my guilt, and my shame. Thank you for raising from the grave three days later to show that you truly are the Son of God. You were who you said you were. You are who you say you are. I trust you. And I put my hope and trust in only you, Lord Jesus. I make you the Lord of my life. All of heaven is having a party right now for all those who raise their hands. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If this ministry has impacted you and you would like to partner with Grace Capital Church to impact the communities around you, please join us at gccnh.com forward slash partners.